When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, welcome to Pod Watcher, the official podcast of Watcher Entertainment. I'm Ryan Bergara. And I'm Shane Madej. And this is a show where we chat about whatever is on our minds every week. This week we dive into, and and I will say I I did not know what to talk about today, but I just thought it'd be really funny to talk about nipples. And Pepsi. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to talk about nipples. But this is basically Mad Libs now, so let's talk nipples. Well, first, I want to let uh, <laughs> I want to jo- well, happy twenty twenty four. We are recording this before twenty twenty four because we're going to be out of town around the holidays. You didn't want to be libelous here. I don't want to be libelous. We're not trying to pull the wool over anybody's eyes. Some episodes are more timely than others, but obviously, we're trying to bank a few before we go away. You know, we'll be back beginning of January. Yeah, yeah. that'll be nice. Um, I'm excited. I. I enjoy New Year's now that I've decided I've made the choice to leave L.A. every year for New Year's. Why is that? Um, L.A. I don't want to be one of those. Pe- I- oh, should we address Stevens not here? Stevens not here. Stevens not here. He's still shooting. <laughs> He's still shooting something cool. We addressed it. He's something shooting something nice and cool. Um, I I don't want to be one of those people who move to L.A. and just shits on L.A. I think L.A.'s got so many wonderful things yeah. to offer. I I love L.A. That's so growth much. because you, you used to. I used that. to be nastier about it, but you also to be used to be nasty about Chicago I until you we, went there. And I you, think we've both grown. Yeah, we've we've grown. Uh, LA is a beautiful, beautiful town. Wonderful thing, metaphorically. It's, uh, it's <laughs> it just isn't a town that I find excels at holidays. Certain ones, sure. None of them have really ticked the box for me. Halloween, I think it it kills it. It kills it every year in Halloween. Uh, we have. I think they maybe do the best at Halloween solely because of uh, the fact that it's a Hollywood town. You've got a lot of great like production designers, people who work in the industry. There's people with a lot of trade. Halloween craft, parties you know? and events, best yeah. events. I would say great in terms costumes, of costumes, like, a lot of parks. good mazes and stuff. But you are missing the sort of pivotal like autumnal feel that I think a lot of the country enjoys about Halloween. Which you know, there's a lot of the country that doesn't have that yeah but sure. i do like sort of your classic you know uh streets littered with with leaves and mm-hmm. you know that kind of vibe um but yeah just I, uh, none of the holidays really nail it for me here i remember the the first christmas of that uh of the pandemic having yeah. to stay here for christmas i was like this is awful well it's not it's not great when you can't leave your house for christmas well yeah because like LA has certain places that do the holidays well, like uh, like the malls here are pretty fucking cool. Great malls, great malls. Um, but yeah, I New Year's in particular, and look, I think New Year's. I will agree that they we don't do it great here. But I think even like I'm thinking back to some New Year's in Chicago, it was always pretty hit or miss. I think that's it's a kind of holiday where it is very hit or miss. So my choice to travel on New Year's now, I think, is just really it's really sexy and exciting for me. I'm usually out of town for New Year's as well. It's a good that, call. But that's also because Mari and I have to travel in the kind of between Christmas and New Year's kind of time frame. Because we've got to be hunting ghosts. Because, well, that's also because when the town shuts the, down. The industry. And Mari it? knows for sure she ain't going to have to shoot something then. Yeah. 
so that's like the safe time of travel. So we typically are gone for New Year's as well. But that being said, even if we weren't, L.A. doesn't do New Year's that great, honestly. I spent a lot of New Year's up in a cabin in Tahoe. Oh, that sounds fun. Which is nice. Yeah. Um, Before we started recording, we were briefly talking about a song that I wanted to share. Oh, yeah, because Shane was scatting. I was scatting. Uh, you know, that, got, got that New Year's energy. It may not be New Year's no, yet no, here but right he's now, in New but Year's I'm, state I'm of mind. Him a New Year's state of mind. Um, I think I heard this song when we were, I was getting in a a lift to, it was one of the Ghost ghost Files tour tours. Legs. Yeah, I know Lizzie was with us and I believe- It was near the end, I think. Yeah, it was, it was very much towards the end. I can't remember what city it was. But I got in a, a lift at, I want to say 4.30 in the morning. Yes. Maybe 4.45. That sounds about right. And was just trying to, you know, sometimes you get in a lift and you're like, I'm just going to close my eyes and just hope I wake up by the time I get to the airport. I do that all the time. And this was blaring. And I don't know how much of this I can play. We'll we'll see if we have to. I'll encourage you to look it up. It's by a man named Ron Wilkins. It's called In the Land of Ooblady. <laughs> <laughs> and this is just the beginning dude <laughs> the fucking album art is him with a trombone and silhouette <laughs> the album title is trombocalist <laughs> the the driver was playing this yeah. loud as shit and he only brought it up because we were at the airport of whatever city we were in, and they were also playing this crazy scatting jazz yeah, music in other, the terminal. Yeah, and it reminded me. And uh, I, I remember... <laughs> There's some uh, videos on YouTube of him live scatting, I'd performing like to, this. I'd like to see it. It's really impressive. Is it impressive, or is it, it kinda like faux is. impressive? It kind of is. Did, did you enjoy it ironically at first and now you think it's quite good? I mean, I recognize their skill there. It's just one of those things where I'm like, I don't know who would choose to listen to this. Is there skill to scatting? Yes, 100%. Yes. <laughs> you think you can scat as good as uh, I think the I could, scat man? I think I could. I think I could scat just as well. Do, do it you, right now. Let's fucking do it. Play me play me a tune. and I'll Okay. Because you can't scat acapella. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not as... Then it the sounds chaotic, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Guy sounds like Donnie Thornberry. You've never heard this song? <laughs> You've never heard Scatman? Is that real? Is that yeah, like that's a, real. Like that's a, a major hit? That's Scatman. Is drum. it like a serious performance, or is it like funny for on mm. purpose? Is Actually, it like is it like Weird Al Yankovic? Is that what that is? No, that's I, real. It's a real man. Yeah, I. What, you, what were you saying about Weirdale? Is is it like faux like Siri? It's like it's he's making a joke, but it's it's still music. But it's, it is music. Yeah, but it's like a joke. I'm actually I want to put up one other song by him here because I've never actually heard any other tracks by Scatman John. There's everybody. There's everybody jam, which is a New Orleans song. Oh really? And then there's uh I think the one you're gonna play, which is the Scatman's World. Scatman's World. That's a song of hope. <laughs> <laughs> That, hearing that reminded me of this concert I went to recently. I actually like this guy a lot. I think he's very talented. Uh, but I saw him at the Hollywood Bowl. I saw Jacob Collier at the, at the bowl. Was he scatting? <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah. He opened his performance. 
And uh, you know how sometimes, like, a musician will, like, battle their band? You know, well, they'll be, like, the guy in the guitar or, yeah. like, the bass will go, do, 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 do. and then they'll, like, do some sort of vocal, you know, version of that. And it was, like, go, it's, like, as if a camera was panning back and forth mm-hmm. between the two of them. And the band comes out and, like, this big orchestration happens because he played with the uh, the uh, uh, the Philharmonic. Okay. And they, they did this, like, uh, very complex horn kind of section. And then he walks out on stage and I don't know why it made me laugh so hard because it goes like then he just goes up to the mic. He goes, <laughs> and then it went back to the van and then it went back to him. And I looked at my brother who went with me, huge fan of Jacob Collier, and he had convinced me and a group of six people to go see Jacob Collier. Yeah. And I look at his face and he just has this very concerned <laughs> <laughs> and confused look on his face and one of his friends i hear who had not listened to jacob collier before the concert went must see huh uh-huh. and, and, and it was just uh i love in uh i feel like louis prima does that in some songs oh yeah it's yeah. a very simplified like version in pennies of the, from like, heaven hey, yeah, and then yeah. the band will be like yeah and does something like that but uh there's talent there's jacob collier he also, when he would leave stage, he kept doing this thing where he would sprint back onto stage like as fast as he could, and he runs like his head forward. And Jake, at one point, my brother turned to me <laughs> and said, what if the next time he sprints onto stage, he trips over something and <laughs> just flies head first into like the drum set because he really was running fast. That's like, what happened to me in Griffith Park. Well, you were running that fast. I was running really fast. Oh, is this the time you weren't running? No, I was running. No, when I was running. Because there was another time in Griffith Park, I That's believe. That's when I wasn't where running, where you were but walking. I walked over a large rock because Adam Bianchi distracted me. Talking about Tomorrowland. Yeah. Uh, how how long were you in the air before you... Felt like forever. <laughs> yeah, because that's what I was... That on. happened to you once, right? Yeah. You were on a skateboard? I was on a skateboard, and I would do this thing uh, with my roommate, and I can't believe now that I think about this that I didn't break any bones, but he would uh, ride his bike, and I would tie a rope to the back of his bike and i would like hang on to it and he would just tow me into into school and i was just completely lost in the music i was listening to and we were riding across campus and there was a landscaper hosing down some of these trees to like you know and i didn't see the hose he didn't see the hose bike goes right over the hose of course yeah i'm just sitting there daydreaming with my headphones on i think i was listening to like james newton howard or some shit like that sure and then all of a sudden I felt like I wasn't on my skateboard anymore, and I was just flying. I was just flying through the air. It took me about two seconds to realize I was- You were like Lena Headey at the end of Dread. I haven't seen Dread, but I'm, I know there's a big slow motion sequence in that film. There's a well, lot. there's these drugs that they take that like dilate time. Oh, I see. So at the end of the movie, because she's the villain, obviously she's- Fully dilated, movie. dude. Uh, she gets like pushed out of a building, but they give her the drugs first. I see. So she gets pushed out of the building. She's falling to her death. But to her, it's like this. It just feels like an eternity while she's falling to her death. That's what it felt like to me. And by the time I had real, I think that's why I didn't get injured. Red spoilers. I was so so relaxed in the air that I didn't realize I was falling. So I didn't like do any kind of like flailing. So I didn't break an arm. What happened was I just flew straight. And then I kind of just tilted in the air several degrees and landed on my back, which my backpack just kind of, I just slid on my back for a good maybe 
20, 30 feet. I'd watch the shit out of that kook slam. Did you just get up afterwards? Like, I was just yeah. like, I got up. I was that like, holy crazy. shit. And it was fucking, it was embarrassing. And yeah. I just remember I got up. It was in front of Beckman Hall at Chapman. And uh, everyone laughed at me. But I couldn't hear them because I was listening to James Newton Howard. But I could see so the, the jokes on them. But I could see they were laughing just by like looking at their faces and their mouths. Yeah. But you can joke, usually tell, yeah. Because even if you can't hear someone, you can see a laugh because they're kind of like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I could hear that. But all I actually heard was the opening title sequence to M Night Shyamalan Signs. Signs. I was going to ask if it was Signs. I was listening to that soundtrack when you said you were listening to James. I was like, Signs. Imagine flying through the air and and then just all of a sudden I'm on my back, turtling. One of the great title sequences. Oh, it's so good. When I sat down in the theater to watch that movie, you start throwing popcorn at the screen. Oh, it's just great. Also, just just so Hitchcockian the title treatment. Yeah. Hey, are you tired of damaging your lovely skin with cheap razors? I mean, you know, a bad morning shaving can ruin your whole day. Think about it. Should you really have to deal with cuts and irritation simply because you want to remove some hair? Does that seem fair? <laughs> I don't think so. And lucky for us, neither does Henson Shaving. Henson Shaving is a family-owned aerospace parts manufacturer. What? Yeah. That has made parts for the ISS, that's the International Space Station, and the Mars rover. And now they are bringing precision engineering to your shaving experience. Razor blades, I often say are like diving boards. The longer the board, the more wobble. The more wobble, the more nicks, cuts, and scrapes. Now, bad shave isn't a blade problem. It's an extension problem. But by using aerospace-grade CNC machines, Henson makes metal razors that extend just 0.0013 inches, which is less than the thickness of a human hair. That means a secure and stable blade with a vibration-free shave. Here's my favorite part. The razor has built-in channels to evacuate hair and cream, which makes clogging virtually impossible. It doesn't matter how good a razor shaves if it's all gunked up after a few uses. Seriously, Henson Shaving wants the best razor, not the best razor business. That means no plastic, no subscriptions, no proprietary blades, and no planned obsolescence. The Henson Razor works with standard dual-edged blades to give you that old-school shave with the benefits of new-school tech. Once you own a Henson Razor, it's only about 3 to $5 per year to replace the blades. Go on and tell me a better deal than that. Uh, I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But do tell me. It's time to say no to subscriptions and yes to a razor that'll last you a lifetime. Visit HensonShaving.com slash Watcher to pick the razor for you and use code Watcher and you'll get two years worth of blades free with your razor. Just make sure to add them to your cart. That's 100 free blades when you head to H-E-N-S-O-N-S-H-A-V-I-N-G dot com slash watcher and use code watcher. I got to catch up on some Shyamalans I haven't seen. I haven't seen uh, Shami's. The Shami's, uh, the the visit. I haven't seen the visit. I haven't seen the visit. That's the one where he goes to Grandma's house, right? Yes, and, and I'm, she's I'm up told to no it's good. good, but I, I and I've avoided any spoilers. I've, I'm told I'm told it's one of the better late era Shyamalan. I saw Knock at the Cabin. I read the synopsis of that one. Yeah, I was like, I'm not. You know, it was fine. It was good. I really liked old. I saw two thirds of old on a plane, and then the plane landed, and I was pissed because I couldn't watch the end of it. I think I like where he is right now. He's sort of just working in like a like a Twilight Zone episode, yeah, as movie. Knock at the cabin <laughs> in the so, woods is pretty much that 
Really good Dave yeah, Bautista. That, that seems like just a Twilight Zone episode. Teeny tiny glasses he has in that the movie. Smaller they, the yep. smaller they are, the more dramatic the role. Yeah. It's really true, actually. He gives a great performance. Split is good. Split is also good. I like Split. I like Split as well. I wish the ending of Split wasn't spoiled for me. How did it get spoiled? Was it me? <laughs> no, I just... I, yeah, you said that with a kind of accusatory <laughs> I just, I, I didn't have a ton of interest in it, and then someone spoiled the ending for me. I was like, fuck, if I was in theaters and I had seen that, I would have lost my mind. You you haven't you haven't seen Godzilla yet, but I was just thinking about being excited in a the theater. There is a moment in Godzilla, I'm going to ask you about it when you see the movie, but there was a guy in my theater who stood up and went, let's fucking go. I'm excited to see it. I can't fucking wait to see it again. Um, but what the fuck were we talking about? I can't even remember. Nipples and Pepsi. Oh yeah, nipples and Pepsi. I've been accused of people, I've seen a lot of people saying that I, I have an obsession with nipples, and perhaps I do. Because, I don't think you're obsessed. No, but it, it stems from that one gag. There was a gag in a BuzzFeed Unsolved episode where I had mentioned somebody touching their nipples and like doing a little dance. Here's the thing. Nipple, one of the funniest words ever made. It's very funny. I, only one, I, N, I, P, P, L, E. That's only six letters. And it's a very funny. Very Let me double check your math. N I yeah, I got that too. L E. Nipples are very funny. I I always thought. Um, I think just the word nipples is very funny. Uh, it's a it, funny word because uh, uh, bounces who, off the tongue. Who can forget? Um, I have nipples, Greg. Remember? <laughs> uh, meet the parents. Mari says that all the time. Yeah, she does. Yeah, it's a fun. It's one of the that funniest you, lines you, ever written. You tried to milk to get him, Mr. You... Because Mr. Robert De Niro at that point wasn't Mr. Funny Guy, you know. No, that was kind of the for his first foray what? into what? Funny Guy. De Niro. What? What, what happened what? to Meet the Parents? <laughs> right? Where, you where, just got remixed where's there for the a second. Love, where's the love? What? For, what? 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 Where, where's the love for that film? It's a good movie. It's a good movie, and it's you a, tried to milk him, you sick son of a bitch. When's the last time a comedy was that funny? Bridesmaids would be up there. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Mm. Mm. I actually, I really enjoyed 2018's Blockers with John Cena. Uh, blockers was and, funny. Uh, what's it called? Who was the uh, who are the other leads in that? What the fuck is that guy's name? Ike Barinholtz. Yeah, he's got a funny face. I like him. And then, uh, uh, who was the female lead in that? Oh my god, who was it? Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann was in that. Very funny lady. And then like... What do you want to say about nipples? Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. You just thought nipples would be funny. I just... I just... I've, I think I've mentioned this to you before. I Well, one thing is just people associate me with nipple talk uh, for some reason. <laughs> for reasons like this. Yeah, for this. And I'm just only only adding to the, the, the book of nipples. <laughs> As it pertains to me, but uh, I don't understand why why do guys have them? Like I, for the life of me, can't figure it out. No. Have you ever used your nipples for any kind of utility? No. Have you ever thought like the only time I ever think about them is if for some reason I buy a new shirt and it is it just doesn't sit well with them. What's well, that's true. Isn't that awful? Chafing nipples if you're you out for a night in town. But and you don't notice it. You put on a new shirt. Maybe you haven't test run it yet. Or yep, yep, no, yep. You go out to work, or as you say, a night on the town. I'm, night I'm the told town. those are fun. Getting after it out there, and not as much anymore. I don't like you. Those. Don't notice till you're two hours out the house. Yeah, and suddenly it creeps up on you. You're like, eh, wait a minute. 
This doesn't feel good. You know, the worst thing about nipple chafing is by the time you have noticed you are nipple chafing, it's too They're late. They're chafed. It's too late. There's nothing They're you chafed. can do about it. There's You have to seek immediate aid yeah. in the form of a Band-Aid yeah. or um, just changing your shirt. I have a story about... Th- this is actually... <laughs> this is... This is... um. It's look. It's 2024. I'm about to tell <laughs> maybe one of the grossest stories. <laughs> I can't wait. Let's Not do it. Not a single episode. Now this, this is show. why we lead with nipples. In 2009. Oh yeah. Me Good and my year. friend Brian uh, flew from New York to Chicago. We were like, or no, we f- flew from Chicago to New York. We were like, let's go have a whirlwind weekend in New York. We yeah. had a few friends there. We were what just- was on the itinerary? You remember we didn't we just booked we stayed with a friend we are our friend uh basically was like yo you can crash with me but i gotta go to work at like 9 a.m so basically like we had to be out of his apartment and couldn't get back to the apartment until he got back from work at like 7 or 8 p.m yeah um so we were just out all damn day uh hoofing it um, yeah in the big apple i think i'm seeing a chafage situation in the making here so at some point, we were in uh, Central Park, and uh, my friend Brian loved yoga. He was like, let's do some yoga. So we did yoga on those big rocks. <laughs> I can't, for the life of me, imagine you uh, doing you know, yoga. <laughs> my 20s were a different time, you know? Do you, when's the last time you did yoga? I think uh, in 2009 in Central Park. <laughs> did some yoga, and then uh, I think as we, it was like, it was a hot day. Yeah. And like, there were some sprinklers going. We were like, let's... Let's just cool off real quick. Take a quick walk through those oh, sprinklers. Shit. Fucking Woodstock. I think I was here. wearing like shorts or something. Probably. Oh my God. Maybe jeans. I don't know. Uh, and You went into a sprinkler in jeans? Well, so here's where it all started is is we did that. Uh-oh. And we were like, that was refreshing. But it got my pants a little bit wet. Yep. Okay. And then as we were walking uh, through Manhattan for the rest of the day, doing more stuff, I was like, ooh, you know, I'm experiencing some 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 feelings a disturbance in the force yeah between the sort of between the cheeks no you don't want that not right down main street (laughs) right on broadway um (laughs) and it was like 99 degrees out okay so it was just really cooking painting a picture yeah it was like a it was like a it's like a waffle like a crock pot you're like a waffle maker when you like slap the two sides together you're right yeah except into your body and uh I was keeping it to myself. Okay. And then around like 4 or 5 p.m., I was like, I, we got to stop at a CVS or something because I I have, and Brian was like, Are, do you have like weird cheek chafing right now? I was like, it's really bad. He was like, I've got that too. This is really, really baby, bad. Baby powder? Well, we went to a CVS and found it was like some sort of like anti-chafe um, ointment. Um, so then we walked to a nearby hotel. Yeah. And I was like, uh, do you have a, uh, a bathroom in this lobby? And they were like, of course, sir. Right over there. Is that something you do when you are in a very gross situation? You try to be as <clears throat> gentlemanly and cordial as possible. Good evening. <laughs> my, my butt my crack is very, very devastated right now. <laughs> They're uh, shifting together like tectonic plates. Like rawhide back there. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I went into the bathroom and I just squeezed out 
like a whole bunch of it was essentially like a lotion just to be clear for the listeners when he says i squeezed out he did it with his hand he's, talk, <laughs> yeah. he's talking about like an ointment of a bottle not squeezed like the tube into my hand i went into the bathroom and i just sort of like spackled you know spackled. <laughs> <laughs> like a grout situation yeah dude and you I, gotta like, grout the I think this is helping and uh i got out of the bathroom and i think brian went in and grabbed the tube and also applied yeah and um uh we initially we were like that i think did the trick yeah but I, probably because the lotion was like very cool yeah you know and and cold and it felt refreshing at first and then we we're like okay we have to get to the other side of manhattan now to go meet back up at that apartment but did f- cabs not exist in 2009 we were pretty broke mm-hmm. so we weren't subway we were we were spending our money very uh conservatively uh on alcohol <laughs> was the subway not was too intimidating at the time or because that's also know, it's always probably, been cheap we probably could have but i don't know we were young and stupid and just thought walking everywhere was a good idea <laughs> um and then on our walk back uh the realization occurred that this was not helping we were like oh boy still pretty bad now can you walk me through that realization like what what was the sign that like this is not this is not the, working the, out the it? sensation returning the oh. burning the with a vengeance or similar um, it was worse now because <laughs> I feel like a doctor, right you now. know, there was, there was suddenly sort of a slurry back there, you know, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck do you mean by slurry? <laughs> well, I'd, I'd, I'd put, I'd introduced another sort of element back there. No, you brought another person to the party. Weird moisture in the form of some strange lotion that I'd yeah. applied. Um, and then we got back to the apartment where we were staying, but our friend hadn't come home yet. So we were just sort of sitting out around on the block then we walked over to a bodega and i was like we got to get some gold bond uh body powder there you go and we bought uh just a huge gold bond and literally i just i just we walked out onto the street (laughs) and i pulled the back of my pants open and just squirted it down there (laughs) and it was just immediate immediate relief because so you, it was like minty too oh i thought see this not was, that i tasted it but your mm, body tastes it, oh you know? sure and i, yeah. I kind of suspect you tasted it but yeah. it, it sounds so you're making an on-the-go cocktail in in your in your fucking pants yeah. essentially but here. it it the two of us were just so relieved it was it's crazy how much that stuff works well, i'm glad it worked i thought the story was going towards the direction of that was going to interact with the lotion in a no, way no somehow it didn't i yeah i could see your concern there that it would make some sort of cement yeah some sort um, of like bomb but in no your it ass. just it immediately cleared cleared up the whole situation made it feel better um and that was my that was my 20s Well, it's the start of the year, and you certainly wouldn't be alone if you're focusing on more and better exercise. Let's be honest. (laughs) It's hard. It's tough to know the right workouts, to stay consistent, and to do it all without hurting yourself. Of course, you could hire a personal trainer to design the perfect workout for you, but who can afford that? Well, now with Copilot, you can. That's right. Copilot is a personalized fitness solution. At Copilot, they know that every individual is unique, so your fitness journey should be too. Copilot's app links you with an affordable, real-life fitness coach who customizes workouts tailored to your individual needs, goals, and lifestyle. At Copilot, they know all the reasons people don't get regular workouts in and do their best to remove all those barriers. 
With Copilot, you'll get completely personalized workouts with step-by-step guidance. Your coach continuously updates and adapts every workout to your goals, schedule, and injuries. And Copilot is as flexible as you are, with workout programs designed around your specific lifestyle and your ability to work out at your convenience with or without a gym. To give Copilot a try and find out why it was listed by Forbes as the top-rated personal trainer app of 2023, head to mycopilot.com watcher to get a 14-day free trial and 20% off your first month of personalized fitness with your own personal trainer if you sign up before February 1st, 2024. That's mycopilot.com slash watcher to get a free 14-day trial and 20% off your first month. Sign up for the new year and let Copilot help you reach your fitness goals. And oh, and I see now the connection to the nipples due to the chafage. The chafing. I've never had a nipple chafage that's the the degree that the ass chafage was on that. On that I've had nipples York. close to bleeding. I, I'm sorry to tell such a, a crude story. Well, and I've had, but close, I've told it. You, you have told it, uh, but I've, I've nipples had, close to bleeding, close to bleeding, like to the point where like I had to walk around the rest of the day with my hand in my shirt like this, oh. kind of cradling. Where were we when you had to put band-aids on your nipples? That did happen. Was that a ghost hunt? I think it might have been a ghost hunt. It was one of those situations where I had just bought in this shirt. I don't recall where I bought it from. It must have been Uniqlo. I don't know if you've had this issue with their clothes. I normally don't, but it was really going to town and i think another thing you know what it was too i think it might have been the winchester winchester the thing about it was we wear those harnesses for the gopros winchester because we were wearing old-timey yes yes that's what it was yeah and we have those harnesses on for the gopros yeah and so let's just rub in this shirt at a high you know degree grinding you're grating those nipples against this rented shirt it was grinding my buds and uh and i i was really having a hard time uh but honestly, I, when I brought up this topic, I was not thinking about it in any particular way in terms of chafing or anything, really. I just think it's a funny word, and I had not thought of a topic for this week. But also, I do all, often wonder why do men have nipples. I'm uh, sure there's something there's some, there. There's some sort of scientific reason. Because you don't, you don't really ever think about your nipples other than the fact that they're chafing or you thought about them all the time in middle school, I bet, because you were in danger of getting a, a titty twister. I don't think I, I only got one of those from... <laughs> he sounds like a guy that would give a titty to he was he a was, purple nurple he was like the yeah it was a, a purple nurple he was a gentleman's bully he was yeah he of, sounds like a real gentleman he would like he would i think that he had a an era where he was kind of playing the role but then eventually he sort of by like fifth or sixth grade he sort of settled into like ah, i'm just a class clown yeah don't worry about me would you like to know why males have nipples? i would yeah, like to know us. why males have nipples um Males have nipples because of the way that embryos develop in the initial weeks after gestation. Those eventually born female and male are the same until sex chromosomes are defined. Very cool. So it's just kind of like a remnant piece of equipment that is no longer necessary, essentially. Like the appendix and wisdom teeth, male nipples are widely assumed to be functionless. They do not supply baby with nourishment. Cool. So you could you could cut your nipples off if you were a guy. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> kind of like that guy, Kyle XY. Remember him? He had no belly. He had no button, belly button, which I is thought, much less gross than. Wait, I thought he didn't have nipples either. I thought he didn't have nipples. I swear, I saw. I saw a poster I think of he this. Had nipples. No, I was walking through a Westfield in my hometown, and I had to see a poster of this boy. I was just looking for a directory so I could find Great Con, which is a delicious noodle purveyor. But then I saw this boy with no nipples, and I was staring at it for a while. I was like, "What the fuck is going on with this guy?" You know what's weird is you see some a a, a dude with the, their shirt off. 
And if they have no nipples, it takes you a while to figure out why they look so weird. When, how often are you seeing this? It was just that one time. Oh, because I saw the poster and I was like, what's wrong with this boy? He's like freaking me out and I don't know what it is. And it took for, you that long to realize that it the did. Shirtless it took me at least five to 10 or a belly seconds. button. Well, the belly button, I, I don't think, I think he had a belly button. No, he didn't have a belly button. That I know for a fact because they got a lot of mileage out of him pulling his shirt up and being like, no fucking way, dude. <laughs> We're barely getting mileage out of that fact for a podcast. If you didn't have a belly button, would you get a tattoo? A belly button tattoo? I think I, that would make more sense if I got a tattoo of nipples. Or like a no little nipples. diamond or like a jewel, like a troll. <laughs> you guess? <laughs> I'm just trying to think about when we're going to record the actual episode <laughs> right now. Right, now. this is it right here, man. This is yeah, how we start. This is the poster. Here. This is how we start Let's 2024. Let me see it. He's not even shown his nipples. Yeah, no, I don't yeah, see because the they're, they're, Dude, that, I'm that telling you right now, I'm going to find exist. this picture of this boy and his and his non-existent nipples. No, I'm already looking at Kyle X Y no nipples nipples X Y no nipples. That's what you got to search. I'm sure it's going to give me some weird things. What the fuck? People asking on Twitter. Did Kyle XY not have nipples either, or was it just the belly I've been, button? I've been, this is all I've been looking at. I'm yeah. now seeing just a bunch of... No, I'm... Yeah, it's... Boom. Here's a picture of Kyle XY. Are those his nipples? Them nipples. <laughs> show, show me the nipples. There you go. Picture of Kyle <laughs> yeah. XY with nipples. I fucking hate this show. Let the record be shown. <laughs> He had nipples. I stand corrected. Maybe I just imagined him not having nipples, which is even more concerning to me. Uh, maybe it just kind of melded together with my natural curiosity of why guys have nipples. Why do Kyle X Y guys have nipples? <laughs> you yeah. said why guys have yeah, nipples. Yeah, yeah, good. Kyle X Y no, guys. Good. But yeah, I did not enjoy purple nipples either when I was in school. And well, I, who people, would? I, I don't know what it was what what it was with all the folks that went to my middle school and elementary school. They were really into the purple nipples. Really. So, like, they're just doing it willy-nilly only once for me and it felt very um sort of like what are we doing here you know mm-hmm. well this was big in the sports world too you're uh, in the locker very room very toxic very toxic no more just like, like when i played call of duty with you oh my god no this is more like when you're changing and then like it's just like i would be funny if i twist this guy's nipple and i always thought uh, not very funny and it, and it did ma- you have a swimming unit in your uh High school? Gym? No, we did not have a. We had a swimming unit. unit. Not in. Oh, in high school we had we had a swim. We had a mar, uh, water polo team. We did. But not... did you have like in gym? Did you have like a swimming unit? No, no. That's interesting. Yeah, they did did you guys have that because it was primarily an indoor pool situation and like you know because of the weather? Yeah, it was indoor. That makes sense. Yeah, we did not have an indoor pool. Our our water polo team played outside. We didn't even do water polo. Weird. I love our gym teacher in high school. I was very blessed because he, at least one of them that we had, was always like, nah, if you guys, I remember when we were playing basketball, he was like, nah, you guys don't know how to play. You can sit against the wall. And then we'd sit against the wall and he'd be like, he he was he was like 50 or 60 years old. Yeah. But he'd be like, yeah, I've been playing Call of Duty. Is there, is there a way you can cheat in multiplayer? <laughs> <laughs> Did he you? He was like, is there a way that I can like use some codes or something to, to, to cheat against other people? Did you did you enjoy dodgeball? Um, I liked backboard bombard. I didn't mind dodgeball. What? Backboard, backboard bombardment. What the? That was that was fuck is that? <laughs> that was, that was You're some, telling me we had a toxic culture. Backboard bombardment sounds. It insane. was similar. It was similar to dodgeball. It was basically dodgeball, but every time someone got hit, they would go off to the side. If you hit 
I think if you hit the backboard of the yeah. basketball yeah. Uh, hoop. Okay, yeah. What's the th- backboard. backboard? It's called the backboard, yeah. What's the whole thing called? It's just the basketball, isn't it? It's the the apparatus. No one calls it the apparatus, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, if you hit the backboard, I think it released all the people who were out. So they were oh, back Oh, that's kind of cool. So it's like a kill switch kind of thing. Yeah, basically. For. And I think if you... I don't, I don't know if you got anything if you actually made a basket. But we should... Uh, we should take uh the watcher squad over to one of those trampoline dodgeball parks i don't want to do it as an adult i think it'd be uh, fun uh, this is grade school it's very this fun. Was grade school i was doing this. do you not ever have like an like an inkling to play like kickball or something i do uh, one of my great sadnesses in life is that there's no like sense of play in adults like there's that there, people don't like go play tag or and when you <laughs> you just said you don't want to play dodgeball I mean, as I an adult well i don't because i find like there's there's a difference between and maybe it's not as big of a difference that as as I'm making it out to be. But like when adults are like, I play intramural adult uh, soccer. That's like, that's that, that's a different thing than being like, wouldn't it be hilarious if we play kickball on a Saturday? That's maybe different. I'm just talking about like, you know, no plan to it. Just when kids would be like, you'd be out in your neighborhood. It'd be the evening and be like, let's all play tag right now. Yeah, freeze tag or flashlight God tag. Damn. Remember, what was that game where you would like hit the ball against like the wall? Like handball? Was it called handball? Sure. Remember, did you did you have that? And you there were like different kinds of throws you oh, could do. Oh, I hated that. There was like explosions yeah, and yeah, like yeah. Vs and I shit. I remember like that man. gym unit they tried to explain handball to us. I'm like, I'm not learning these rules. This is not a real sport. You know what game I always hated on the playground and I still hate it? Tetherball. You know why? Shorter dude. Didn't like it. Oh, they could they th- throw you, it over you. Could you could be a nasty man and just put it up on the on the on the top deck, <laughs> and I'm yeah. just up there flailing around. I liked with the swings. Swings were nice. <laughs> I was a big swing guy. Did you? Were you one of those guys that would go as hard uh, hard as you can and launch yourself off and then, uh, like yeah. try and land? Yeah, I was known to do that. <laughs> yeah. I bet you. I've never seen someone like do the full around the world rotation over the top. It's possible, yeah. though. Uh, I, I don't I, know about that. I think it might be. You get turned up inside out that way. No, we got to get those Mythbusters guys down here. <laughs> get them just, to do that. Yeah, just tell them that there's cannonballs do it, nearby. Jamie. And they'll be like, I'm in if there's cannonballs. Could I destroy a house? Careful, Ryan. <laughs> Careful. Did they ever get in trouble for that? I mean, I don't know. I hope they got a slap on the wrist. I couldn't imagine anything more horrifying <laughs> than being in my guy. living room watching like Squid Game or something and a fucking cannonball comes through the wall. Not ideal. <laughs> no, not <laughs> ideal. They got to they gotta bring cannonballs back. Remember when you thought cannonballs were huge? I did. <laughs> I thought that was crazy. Like, you're, you probably know more about history than anybody I've known. They had to be and like some cannonballs were huge, like like they were a fucking acme cannonball. But how big? Well, let me see. Like they're tiny. They're like uh, the size. No, they're not the size of Fifi, but like the size of the clock behind Fifi. For you listeners, there's a little tiny clock here. It's like the size of a uh, I don't know, slight like two two x the size of a tennis ball, perhaps. Is what I would say. Yeah, five inches in diameter. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's smaller than I expected. I guess in my mind, I had like just a, it was a very cartoonish. Oh image. my God, speaking of which, did you see um, Napoleon yet? I did. I have not talked to you about it. We haven't talked about it. There are some great cannonballs in that movie. That horse scene, 
Holy moly. Wow! Dude, I screamed. I screamed in the theater when that happened. That happened very early on. We won't spoil it, but yeah, there's something that happens in the first sort of uh, skirmish in the movie (laughs) where I was just like, oh, fuck. Dude, that guy loved cannons. He used cannons a lot in that movie. I had no idea Napoleon was the cannon guy. Oh, I actually meant to tell you this, too, because this was actually really, really magical. Uh, I went to go see it at the Vista Theater, which is uh, one of L.A.'s old theaters. It's a good venue. It was closed um, during the pandemic. And after as well. Yeah, it shut down in 2020, shortly after the pandemic began. And that was like my go-to theater for a long time. That was the first movie I saw, uh, or the first theater that I went to when I moved to Los Angeles. I saw Gone Girl there. That's a good movie. Right when I moved here. Uh, And it was just like a packed house. People were screaming. A great movie to see with a wily, you know, crazy crowd. So I was, uh, but Quentin Tarantino bought it recently and reopened it. And like, I don't need Quentin Tarantino to buy that theater, frankly. Uh, (laughs) The the appeal of the Vista was always you could go there on a Friday night and see like the newest sort of blockbuster movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like there's plenty of other like grindhouse cinema grind, place, yeah, yeah like there's a ton of that shit in la and i don't need that and it's like kind of toe in the line he was playing napoleon he's playing some other shit but it's not really doing what i wanted to do but i was very happy to go back um uh sarah and i were gonna go see napoleon and she it was just you know it's a long movie yeah it was like an 8 30 p.m showing three and a half three three and a half was it three and I a think half it's only three hours oh, it felt longer maybe it's Maybe I don't know. Uh, no, I think it's only two and a half. Two and a half. Hours. Wow, hours, it felt like minutes. it felt like three. Um, but it was right after like the holiday, like the Thanksgiving, and she was like, eh, "I'm kind of tired. I think I'm gonna pass on it." I'm like, "All right, I'm probably still just gonna go." And I was excited to go back to the theater, um, just because I haven't been there yeah. since twenty since pre pandemic, uh, and it was it's very exciting for it to be reopened, and uh, like I walked into the lobby. The fun thing, too, is the uh, manager there is a lot of times he dresses up for movies. Yeah, I remember that. I've got a picture of him dressed up as Thanos with me. (laughs) Got a nice selfie with him. You were dressed up as Thanos as well? (laughs) That's right. Yeah, Yeah, you guys both had Um, it. uh, Symmetrical Infinity Gauntlets. So as I was walking into the theater, I was like, I'm so excited to be back here. And then when I walked into the uh, just the actual theater through the lobby, I was hit with like, oh, like I, I... I saw it like my breath kind of caught in my chest. Yeah. Because I was like, Sarah and I went to this theater so many times on so many of our early dates. Oh, nice. And I like got very <laughs> emotional. Very. Oh, I'm jealous of that. I was That's just amazing. like, oh. <laughs> That's kind of what happened with uh, when they took Lano out. Yeah. Lano was, Mari and I had our first date there and it's never come back. No, that was the place that we would regularly reference uh, in various videos and be like, we won't tell you the name of this place because it's too good. Yeah, we didn't want people to <laughs> we know We didn't there. want people to know about it. Yeah. It was a great bar in Hollywood. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, I was very emotional when I got in there and I was like, I'm so happy to be back here. Um, and then it was just, the experience was pristine because I sat down and, um, even like when i was out waiting to get in i just heard this guy like lecturing like this 60 year old dude being like do you guys know about laszlo kovacs and it was was just (laughs) like this is what i like about the vista yeah um and uh so i was sitting there get popcorn i got some popcorn still good 
Still good. Nice. The sound system is much improved. That was my one critique of that. Yeah. Theater. I they, did not they, like the sound. They upgraded it. In fact, halfway through the movie, I went out to the lobby to get a refill on my my little uh, water. And um, the guy was like, nice sound, right? The guy behind concessions, I was no, like, yeah, kicks ass. That That is very, that, that is uh, very satisfying to me. Because yeah. I always thought I was just being a stickler, but the sound really bothered me. Sound bothers me when it's not good at theaters. And that was the only uh, critique I had of that theater. Um, but the other great part about this screening was there was a bat in the theater. <laughs> what? <laughs> like I was watching the movie and very early on, there's like a battle that takes place clear, outside. Right? And... Uh, there was like this bird flying around in the movie. And I was like, what was this bird? And then everyone in the theater slowly realized that the bird was in the theater. And I was like, oh, that's a bat. And there was this couple sitting next to me. And the woman was like, is that a bird? And her and her husband or partner was like, yeah, I, I think it's a bird. And I just very calmly, I was like, it's a bat. <laughs> and she just turned and she was like, he says it's a bat because <laughs> it was it was a bat and the bat was just kind of like there for two-thirds of the movie yeah it just kept swooping in front of the screen and every now and then it would swoop low toward like <laughs> toward a line of people's heads and you would just hear like a just a very gentle like <laughs> and uh, people like kind of it was just like a, a great great experience prob- that probably helped the napoleon experience honestly it was it was certainly thrilling. I also like a whole theater just going full Mickey Rourke and Iron Man too. That guy loved his bird. Remember that? He did love his bird. Yeah, it's, it's the bird. It was fun. It He's was. I bird. just love. Uh, I love communal bonding experiences like that. I mean, there's nothing that's going to bond you more than sitting through that movie and then also having a bat. I think people up. generally enjoyed it. It's it's a funnier movie than than I expected. You know what happened in my screening? Packed house, by the way, because it was yeah. like opening night, I believe. Were people heckling? No. It was much nicer than that, but it was still sad. At the end of the movie, one guy behind us stood up and mm-hmm. started clapping. No one joined him, and he just stopped after about five claps. <laughs> Wait, I want to hear what those five claps sound It was like, like this. That's good. And then there was one last final. <laughs> Same guy. Well, the party's over. The holidays are donezo, and it's back to work. And that means we have to stay on top of our game, and a big part of that is being nourished all day. That's why you need to try Mosh. It's a protein bar made for your brain. With six delicious flavors, each Mosh bar includes 12 grams of protein and is made with ingredients that support brain health, like ashwagandha, lion's mane, collagen, and omega-3s. And at 160 calories and only one gram of sugar, Mosh Protein Bars are the guilt-free snack your brain and body will crave. Your brain is your number one tool, which is why Mosh Protein Bars were mindfully formulated by some of the top neuroscientists and functional nutritionists. And they're not just helping your brain. Mosh is a mission-driven brain, health, and wellness company that donates a portion of all proceeds to support women's brain research through the Women's Alzheimer's Movement at Cleveland Clinic. We talk a lot on here about food and what keeps us going throughout the day. And Mosh is a great new addition to that routine. So, whether you're at the gym, on the go, or just living your best life, Mosh Protein Bars will keep your brain and body fit, fueled, and feeling good. 
Head to moshlife.com slash watcher to save 20% off plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack. That's 20% off plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack, which includes all six mouth-watering flavors. That's M-O-S-H-L-I-F-E dot com slash watcher. Yeah! Part of the thing is It was like, Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott is- uh, It was him. You know, he's not going to be on this planet forever. And I, just, I like him as a I filmmaker. I just love that he's banging these things out late in his life. Uh, like, I'm not going to not see a Ridley Scott costume drama. I, I, I'm i having a great time. They, because even his movies that aren't incredible are so- watchable to me i think there's something to 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 be something to be had in every one of his movies even the ones that are maybe misses yeah like i i think napoleon the more it meditate i meditate on it, it it's an okay movie i think it had some things that i really liked and there was a lot of it that i didn't like but i he, saw a lot of people taking issue with like the portrayal of and i'm like i don't give a shit no, i don't care about that. <laughs> yeah I don't, I, don't, I don't give a shit about that a lot of jump scares of sex scenes in that movie vigorous they're like <laughs> There could be an awkward dialogue <laughs> yeah. scene, and all of a sudden, the most like awkward, yeah. intense sex scene. I was yeah. like, "Jesus!" Yeah. Scared me. Uh, but I, I, I love to work with that guy. Eventually, there's this. I saw this TikTok recently of like him. It was Russell Crowe. He was talking about the first shot he had shot on Gladiator, and it was the scene where he's like looking over the battlefield at the very beginning of the movie, and he said Ridley Scott came up to him and was like, "All right, I want you to look at the battlefield." And then I want you to, from the just out of the side of your eye, see a bird land on a tree. And I want you to look at the bird. This is just like 310 to Yuma. He also sees it. But, and then I want you to look at the bird. I want you to just kind of get lost in that moment. And then I want you to see the bird fly away. And you follow the bird. You track with it. And then it goes out of view. And from there, it takes you back to the battlefield. Let's see it. Wow. An incredible direction. <laughs> and That's then really good. and they it's like cut together with the actual scene from the movie and I was like, God damn. You know, on it's the magical. on the reverse side of that coin, which I think speaks to Oh, which by the way, for, forgot Russell Crowe at the end said that Ridley shot that shot with Russell. Yeah. Came over to Russell Crowe and was like, I think you and me are gonna be fucking good together, mate. <laughs> 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 I think you're gonna like your movie fan. which is like you <laughs> me so much of Tommy Lee Jones I think you're gonna like your movie um, on the flip side of that there's a I saw I, maybe it was in the press during Napoleon someone was asking Ridley Scott about the shot in Gladiator yeah the Elysian Fields where the hand is running across oh the, yeah yeah the wheat yeah did you see that interview no where I someone was like where did that come from and he was like Oh, uh, yeah, no, it wasn't on the shot list. It was just like our DP was just like someone was fucking around and just like, and he just grabbed the shot. And he was like, that's nice. That's fucking <laughs> epic. Yeah, it's like one of the most iconic shots know, of cinema yeah. of all time. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just a guy fucking around. Yeah. It was Mark Celestino getting B-roll <laughs> yeah. in one of the haunted houses we go to. That's wild. Uh, anyways, that was nipples. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let's move on to Pepsi. We're not talking about the time they set Michael Jackson on fire, are we? I mean, we get there's a whole there's a whole bunch of Pepsi oopsies poopsies. As <laughs> <laughs> you got that, you got the, the Kendall Jenner, the Kendall Jenner c- commercial. Um, I don't know what else. Uh, the Pepsi Girl, remember her? No, What's it was some girl? little girl who was their Pepsi lady for a bit. Weren't they the ones that gave away that plane? A plane? They gave away a pl- or a helicopter. It was a jet. Pepsi points. It was a jet. Yeah, yeah. Pepsi points. You could win a jet with a Pepsi. 
Yeah, they they said you could win a jet with a Pepsi, and then some kid was like, "Okay, I'm gonna do it," and then uh, they were like, "We're not we're not gonna give you a jet." And he sued him. <laughs> How old was this kid? Twenty. What was the name of that documentary? It was very funny. It was like win a Pepsi with a win a jet with a Pepsi. Yeah, I'm not sure. It was a very literal know. name. What's crazy about giving away a jet as a prize is even if you're a normal average person and you receive a jet. You're never going to be able to fly that thing because it costs like well, that's why fifty thousand dollars every year to fly, every time you fly it. Yeah, doesn't it cost like a gajillion dollars to gas up I a jet? Can, we can tweet at Taylor Swift and find out. I I'm oh, <laughs> shit, dude. I'm coming after out. the Swifties. <laughs> Um, Pepsi wears my jet. A twenty-year-old attempts to win. Pepsi, Pepsi wears, wears my, my jet, jet is really good. And a Pepsi sweepstakes. Um, the uh, I I used to be a big Pepsi head in my youth. What happened? Uh, so I I was Mr. Pepsi, Mr. Pepsi. I loved Pepsi. Was that like a school competition, like Mr. Saxon? <laughs> Mr. Pepsi. <laughs> it was a national competition. <laughs> the Pepsi pageant. Uh, and then in sixth grade. Uh, my teacher was known. He was a known Coca Cola fan. I thought you were gonna say he was a known Cokehead. <laughs> and I, I was, uh, I was sort of defying him. I had a Pepsi keychain on my backpack. I was oh, like, shit. "What do you think of that?" Now, was Old this man. one of those like fun rivalries between like a student yeah, yeah, and a teacher? yeah, like, like oh, them, okay, yeah, but they they doing. know you are like good in school, so yeah, like you can yeah, yeah. Like, get so away. We, with we had fun with it, but then I had some sort of big project. It was like a independent study project that everyone had to do in sixth grade. Or, wait, actually, no, it was seventh grade because I had left grade school. Okay, so then in junior high, we had to do this big independent study project about any old topic, and I chose to do the history of Coca-Cola. Yeah. Almost like, well, let me reach across the aisle here. Yeah. And I went back to my grade school and showed the report to my old teacher, and I was like, I see where you're coming from now. Much and ever since then, I've been a Coca-Cola guy. It tastes better. It's not as sweet. I... I'm gonna be honest. It's I not can't, as sweet. I can't. You can't taste the difference. No, I can't isolate why it's better. It just it's a different flavor. It just tastes better. Yeah. To me, it's just it tastes like Coke and tastes like Pepsi. Like I, I have a hard time. I have a hard time with this actually now. Just in general, I have a hard time <laughs> yeah. identifying why I think the it, the specific <laughs> taste profile of something. Yeah. You know when someone like has like let's say like a, a random scoop of ice cream, you're like, oh, I detect a little lavender yeah. and a little blah blah. I, I'm really bad at that. I'm just like, I like that, or I don't. This is very funny because uh, Sarah and I went to Solvang yeah. uh, just before the holidays. Yeah. And uh, we, we did a wine tasting there, which I've never done a wine tasting. I'm bad at those. Well, all <laughs> wine. They all taste the same. I don't think it's possible to be bad at them. And I would agree that I also am bad at them. Yeah. Um, in the sense that it all tastes the same to me. They can tell me, but I, I loved the person just kept... Um, the the verbiage that she kept using she was like so this one's gonna be more of that jam more of that berry straight shot of that vanilla coming through it was a lot of more of x more of that x more of that y straight shot of that z good yeah (laughs) every single time and you're just kind of there like all right (laughs) this could be more of that cucumber more of that uh ginger you know what straight shot of that Jam. The more they list of things for me to look for in the tasting, the more anxiety I get that I need to give them feedback. That I'm like, yes, I do taste the walnut, like, and I don't taste it. I just well, like, luckily they left us alone. For I the detect most part. alcohol. At one point, we did have a question because on the list of uh, wines, there it was like, it was like ninety five, 
and Sarah was like, what does this number on there mean? Not year. We, yeah. It wasn't the year. It said like 95 out of 100. She was like, what is this score? She was like, well, we had an independent uh, evaluator of some kind come to our winery and, and rate all the wines. Obviously, the closer you get to 100, the more impressive a wine it is. She's, and she was like, we actually had one that was a 99. And we were like, whoa. So we <laughs> we did the whole taste. Whoa. We did the whole tasting. And then when they come back for the tasting at the end, they're like, is there any more you'd like, to, you know, another another helping of? And yeah. I was like, you know what? I think we'd actually like to try that 99. Yeah. And she was like, unfortunately, that's only for people in our, our special club or whatever. And I was oh, like, that's, eh, okay. That's incredibly annoying. Okay. I was like, listen. Misleading. We have a two for one coupon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we came here on a Groupon. <laughs> that's a club. Yeah. A cult, some might even say. It's fun, though. Uh, I, I want to go back there and go to multiple, because you've been to Solvent. We've all been to Solvent. You know how you could have gotten that lady to let you have the 99? What? You, you make her... She uh, did. She by then. She also was like. By the way, I love your work. No, but no, but this is how you do it. You you make their you make her feel like she has to prove to you that it actually is worth a ninety nine. So you could have said something like, "I want to try that ninety nine, but I also want to try your lowest scored wine, and I want to try them blind, and I want to see if I could tell the difference." Oh, that's good. So that way she will be like, "No, no, you don't understand." A ninety nine is like I can't usually tell the difference, and if. It gets they, their head That's will good. explode because That's they'll be good. like, "No, you don't understand the, the, the tannins." And blah, 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 blah. She honestly didn't seem that invested. Oh, okay. Well, you said she was spitting out facts. What I could have done is I said I could have said I'll have the ninety nine, and then she would have been like, "Unfortunately, we don't." And I'd be like, "I'm sorry, I don't remember asking a question." <laughs> <laughs> you could have done that too, but then your ninety nine would have came with a side of spit. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> listeners. I'm so steaming mad. I mean it. Let me tell you, okay? The other day I opened up my bank account to see once again I missed a monthly charge that I thought I had canceled. Took me forever to find a number to call, and after about 30 minutes of smooth jazz, I simply had to hang up the phone. And the whole time, Rocket Money could have done it for me easily. But I won't be making that mistake ever again. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something that I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with those lousy cretins at customer service. Why, they'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash watcher. That's rocketmoney.com slash watcher. Rocketmoney.com slash watcher. I am so scared of offending any server in any of form course, or fashion yes, no. that I will eat bad food and not like Yeah, I there was this place over in uh Los Feliz, East Hollywoodish called God, it was called the Sit Down and it was a pizzeria place that used to exist. It shut down and they had a very charming little courtyard. Yeah. And one time Sarah and I went there, we got pizza. It was fine. Yeah. And then we ordered clams maybe and they came in like a little 
bucket, bisque of some or you know, oh, like a little yeah, yeah. A juice of some kind. I like that, yeah. Smelled and tasted like shit. <laughs> like poop. And I've looked it up, and you can get a clam that's like full of shit. <laughs> so they gave you Because clams shit. You asked for a chia pino and they gave you a chia poo-poo. <laughs> Exactly right. Uh, and we were just like, we don't know what to, because also because it was like a struggling restaurant oh, no. and they were so like, oh, thank you for being here. Yeah, yeah. I, I just couldn't. And also I think I had been like, I was like, oh, also you have lemonade on the, is this, is that freshly made? And they were like, uh, yes. And it was just like country time. Yeah. But that place shut down. So, but yeah, full on tasted like actual shit. And Sarah and I each ate one or two of them yeah and just stared at each other and we're like mm. <laughs> that's the worst <laughs> i can't remember which one of us was first like hey do these taste like shit <laughs> like actual shit that's the struggle sometimes going to a nicer restaurant is it's hard to admit to yourself and each other that like this isn't great right it's like, like shit it's kind of a bummer yeah because uh, you're spending a lot of money on this food. Luckily, LA is a pretty good restaurant town, and I, I it's been a pretty rare experience to not have like yeah, I would a, agree with a that. meal that's not at least mildly enjoyable. I'm not a hard person to please either. Like I, I love like Trader Joe's frozen food and stuff. Like oh, that. Hell it tastes yeah. fucking delicious. Absolutely. But I craft mac and cheese. Baby. I was gonna think. I don't. Is there one food that I actually think I have a, a significant palate for? Like I could tell the difference between a fine version of it and a poor version? Because the only thing I could think of is maybe like a popcorn. Truly popcorn, because I didn't want to say this, but the Vista Theater slipping a little bit on their popcorn. Yeah, I could taste like I, the staleness and like a like if I'm getting like the bottom of like the, the pop where you kind of get like the the slightly popped kernels. Well, you can hear it. And I at this point when I'm when I'm making it on the stovetop. Yeah. I can hear by the pop, by the timbre of the pop, if it's going to be slightly overcooked. Because when yeah. it's too sharp, then you know that you're not you're going to get too many. Like, but if it's not hole. sharp enough, you get the unbloomed kernels yeah. that are. Kind of, I hate that shit. Yeah. I honestly, after I went to the Vista, I was like, I wonder if they would accept me as a consultant there. Just a one time thing. They don't even have to pay me. Just bring me in. <laughs> yeah. I, I was truly thinking this on my walk home because I was like, that popcorn wasn't as good as it used to be. You'd be like, like that rat and ratatouille that people would just be putting different kernels in your mouth. And yeah. you'd be shaking your head yes or no. When he was doing the smell test for his family. Yeah. Is is there anything else besides popcorn that you consider yourself like a genuine at least in, by your standards, a connoisseur of like you will be like, I think that's a good version of this. I think um, Gouda. Oh, that's interesting. I think I have a a, a taste for specifically Gouda. Gouda or any kind of cheese. I think I have more Gouda than other cheeses, so I'm a, I'm a. I think I've I've got a good palate for Gouda. Huh. You know, I can't think of anything that I would. I could say I could tell you what Mari thinks she's a connoisseur of. Water. I love the way you've you've phrased that. What she, Mani, what Mari thinks she's a. Connoisseur. She certainly thinks she's a connoisseur of water, and she listens to this podcast. Yeah. So uh, she has over and over again told me that she is confident that she could pour several brands of water in glasses. She tried some of the and identify which ones which. She was in Chicago. She did. She, she tried, tried some of my father's water. That was good water. Yeah. And then she kind of looked at me. She took a sip. She gave me a little look. She was like, no, that's good water. And yeah, I was like, okay. My parents go to a, a special well in Chicago where you can pump water. Yes. It's it's sort of a mythical- Kicking uh, it old school. Yeah. I could not identify bl uh, water blind. I will say I could identify Arrowhead. Sure. Tastes bad. 
Everyone knows that. I've never met one person who likes that water. And yet, still crawling along. Sometimes it's all you need, though. It just tastes like plastic. Which Is that what it is? Yeah, it's weird that water, uh, depending on the vessel you're drinking, it sort of affects the taste of it a little bit. I guess I could see that. Yeah. I'm really racking my brain if there is something that I think... Maybe, uh, no, not even steak. I love steak. I can't do it. I, I feel like hot dogs. Hot dogs. What about hot dogs? Ooh, oh man. Shaboing boings. Shaboing boings. I mean, I, the thing is, I love hot dogs so much that I enjoy bad hot. I can't even, it's, oh no, maybe I could identify a bad hot dog from a good hot dog. Here's what my, most hot dog, like I got a pretty low bar for That's hot what dogs, it is. It's insanely low. But that low bar is an Oscar Mayer hot dog. I don't think Oscar Mayer's very good. Huh. I like a ballpark. I like a Nathan's. I like a Vienna beef. A Dodger dog. Dodger dog, generally pretty good. Specific, specificity in the ballpark. Yeah. I think they're okay, but it's the Oscar Mayer, they got to be like cooked to shit. Uh, like, because if you get an Oscar Mayer, it's sort of that's not like really. Yeah. It tastes like um, flesh, like human flesh or something, right? <laughs> what cold the? flesh? Well, I don't want to. Yeah. Why human? <laughs> Why the inclusion of human? Well, you know flesh? when you get like a Oscar Mayer that's like not singed a little bit or not like, yeah. and it's just like. Ugh. I don't understand the human part of it, but I. <laughs> There's like no meatiness to it. It's just like a weird sponge. It's like a weird sponge. Oh, you know what? Do you know? I, what? I, I, oh, I, you, you I, cracked it. I, I thought of. I thought of a food that I'm like. I'm a pretty. I, I have a pretty good uh, taste bud for this. Apples. Oh yeah, I think you and I both. We're are, applemen. We're specific about our apples. Yeah. Uh, Mari recently went apple picking with some of her pals. And she came home with a bag of apples, and she was like, doesn't this taste incredibly fresh? And I <laughs> took a bite, and I was like, kind of tastes like the ones from Ralph's, I have to say. Damn. I hated to say that, but I had yeah, to say it. But you it. had to say I it. I had to say it. That's what, that's what a husband does. I had to tell the truth. Yeah. And she, and I didn't want to say it, because I took a bite, and I could. she was just waiting for my response. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, you know, just kind of decoding the matrix in my mind. I was like, I have to be honest here, but how do I phrase this? And I just went with, kind of tastes like the apples of Ralph's. Yeah. <laughs> Not pleased. She was not pleased. We were talking about Pepsi, right? Pepsi. Oh, yeah, because I can't describe why Pepsi tastes different than Coke, and by different, I mean worse. And It's probably just the flavor profile. It's it's sweeter. I think it has more of like almost a cinnamony sort of spice to it, though I'm not sure what's in it. I'm sure the, oh, the recipes are fairly secretive. I kind of wish I had a Pepsi in front of me now. We have Coke over there in the kitchen, but it's not going to help. You me. wish you had a Pepsi in front of you because I could t- then I could taste it and be like, "What? What does this actually?" It'd be fun like? to have a taste test because, like, I love Dr Pepper. I I can't explain to you why Dr Pepper tastes what it tastes like. Cherry. There is a cherry vanilla Dr Pepper now. I had a sip of it recently. Very. Did you good. go cuckoo? Oh, dude, I, I fucking passed out. What do you think of those? Uh, what do you think? <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I just passed out. I just <laughs> got full full concussion. <laughs> what do you think of the um? Those uh, like Coca Cola, go nuts to butts stations. Where you, uh, what do they call them? The Wild Zone. Go nuts to butts stations. Yeah, the you like go the to AMC. The, the go to the theater and you can like mix Fountain. all the flavors together and press like lime, vanilla. Oh, I I, didn't, I thought free freestyle. Well, I only refer going nuts to butts is when you go like oh, and you two person a scooter. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Going nuts to butts. Um, but like Coca Cola freestyle. Freestyle yeah, I, I, yeah, every AMC has one of those. Yeah. 
I don't, uh, I, I don't know. I, I kind of just stick to one. I usually now go with like, well, also I have to go to one that's caffeine free because sure. I can't do the caffeine. Does Coke Zero have caffeine in it? There is a Coke Zero that does has no caffeine. Oh, so it's a it's a special Coke Zero. <laughs> it is. It's Coke Zero caffeine free. Zero caffeine. Zero. It's a, a good episode of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when Steven's not here. Big dogs here. The house don't get guarded. <laughs> I like how we're always like, wow, this podcast is about how we find out Steven's a madman and he leaves and we're talking about cannonballs and nipples <laughs> and the Pepsi kid. So I read the comments. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's it my job. But yeah. Steven is far and away the most relatable person on the show. <laughs> Every week someone is saying, uh, yeah, I completely understand what he's going through. I completely understand this. He plays in the flyover states. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he's re- he's polling well, dude. He's polling well in, in Indiana. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what I'll do on that freestyle machine is I'll very much freestyle. Oh, yeah. What are you doing? I'll do some Coke Zero, right? Yeah. A dash, a splash of Coke Zero vanilla. And then a splash Coke Zero lime. Oh, you're an agent of chaos. Yeah, mix it all up. You're like the Joker. Well, because the flavors are like just a little too artificial tasting. Yeah, but then when you add so many more of those artificial flavors, you get nothing, essentially. It's just like- I'm adding two, brother. You're just getting flavor. Just two, brother. Just Lime two. and vanilla. Mm, lime and vanilla. That's not a typical combination you would see. It's usually cherry and vanilla. Lime and vanilla is wonderful. Two of the, two, honestly, if I had to say, two of my favorite flavors in this world. I would agree, but lime, I've never thought of vanilla. them together. It's weird because vanilla usually tangoing with orange, citrus, citrus you know, tangoing yeah, orange, with uh, uh, lime is cherry, a, a similar citrus, but never with lime or lemon. Lemon and lime tango all the time. Lemon vanilla sounds good. Yeah. See, why? Why is it orange the only well, citrus no, fruit that gets to dance with? What vanilla? about like a um. Like a lemon, you know, like lemon cookies often have like a vanilla glaze. What about that? And that's incredible. Those are incredible. That's true. Also, like any kind of like a lemon lemon bars. Oh, or like a like a like a lemon, lemon cheesecake. <laughs> yeah, lemon cheesecake. Yeah, what the fuck? It's good, dude. Trust me. <laughs> okay, lemon cream puffs. Oh boy. What are you seeing over there, Matt? I'm seeing some raised eyebrows. I don't know how much of this is uh, accurate, but I'm looking up the ingredients. Obviously, yes, most of these things are secretive. Um, but somewhere I was reading that Pepsi has a citrus-forward flavor, whereas Coke is more vanilla-forward. Interesting. That- um, but the Pepsi does have like a cinnamony. Like, that's crazy. Wow, you did it. You've done it. Yeah. I can taste it in there. I could not if you paid me. Like if my life depended. I think it's on one me. of those things, though. Like you go to a, a, you know, a tasting, and they sort of preload your your conceptions by 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 telling you what to to taste for. You know, they'll be like, "Oh, you're going to taste a little bit of this, straight shot of this, straight shot of this, more of that, more of that." If I told you you're going to taste more cinnamon in that Pepsi, I think you'd you'd be able to taste it. Well, because I'm keying on it, but I can't freestyle it. Like this is also why I am a bad cook because I don't really have a good. Uh, identifier in terms of flavor profiles so i'm not like taking a like a, a spoonful of soup and being like you know what this needs a little bit more of 
Didn't you make spice. dinner for your ex-girlfriend once and just put like... Oh, my God. What did it say? Like a teaspoon of salt? And you I put, put a in, tablespoon. Like, <laughs> tablespoon. I put a tablespoon. <laughs> it was two teaspoons of salt. And I put, put two, two tablespoons. tablespoons worth of salt in this pasta. <laughs> and I get it off the pot and I put the sauce on it. And it was not this pasta. It was the sauce. Oh. And so I put the pasta on. Just ladle this sauce over, <laughs> plate over. it properly, and I'm so stoked. I put it down on the table. I'm like, this is going to be an amazing meal. And then uh, she takes that first bite, and I could just see her face flinching. So in this, you can taste more of that salt, more of that just, salt, just straight a, shot of that salt. Just a twitchy face, just trying to hide the grimace. <laughs> and I took one bite thinking, oh my God, is it really Did bad? Did you guys acknowledge and it? And I took a bite, and I immediately spit it back out. And I was like, wow, that is an incredibly salty dish. <laughs> And I like looked over the recipe, and I was like, I don't get it. And I was like, Oh, I fucked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I put too much salt. And as I said that, the fire uh, smoke alarm started going off in our house, and it's because I'd forgotten that I was also simultaneously cooking cheesy bread. And, that, <laughs> and you just set it on fire. And it caught on fire <laughs> in our <laughs> in our little apartment. And I went over. I was like, Oh my god! And then uh, and then I we ordered dinner. I believe that was for some sort of uh, anniversary or something. I can't recall. But yeah, I, I'm not a good cook. Not at all. But uh, I will say, uh, Mari recently has gotten into the hobby of baking, and she is baking up a storm. That kicks ass. Oh my god, dude. She made some lemon bars recently. She brought them to the Watcher Holiday Party. And oh shit, I didn't even see those there. I would have had one of those. Fucking good. Fuck, and then she made this bars. like uh, ricotta cheesecake. Uh, and then she also made, oh, what the fuck was this other thing that she made that was so goddamn good? I can't remember what it was. Tiramisu? No, 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 no. It was, uh... Angel food? No, what the fuck was it? Oh, she made chocolate chip cookies from scratch. Like, there was no dough, like, it wasn't, she just fucking, I don't know, she just made it from, like... Is that how most people make? (laughs) No, well, some people make, like, you know, like, they'll fucking, you know, go to, like, get a Toll House thing or something like that. Well, Toll House is usually just a bag of chips. Did she make the chips? No, you know how like when you go to like uh, Ralph's and you could like pick up like, oh, like a the tube, like the tube yeah. of cookie dough. Yeah, yeah. She, like she made like the dough and everything. Like, oh yeah, from, like like flour. Like no, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I think that's just making chocolate chip cookies, but that is exciting. No, like like not like I I've only made cookies by going to Ralph's and, and buying the dough, buying the dough and then putting it in. Oh the oven. no, but like no. I haven't made the dough personally and mixed the chocolate. Oh, chips you gotta make the stuff. dough and. It was the tastiest chocolate chip cookie. I yeah, had. they're fucking good. They're fucking amazing. The Toll House recipe is unimpeachable. I don't know where she got this recipe from, but I don't know. Every time I try and make anything, it's a disaster. Sarah made some very fancy cookies um, recently. I forgot where what she kind? got the recipe from. It was a chocolate chip of some kind, but there was. Um, How have we not done top five cookies? Yeah, I mean, because it's it's a it's a it's a lock for me. I think. For one? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I want to hear what co- kind of special cookies here I made first. And then... God, it um, <laughs> it was really involved and she was, was like, kinda, Jim she was kind of stressed by making them and then we had them and they were, we were just like, you know, these are good, but we just got, they're not as, they're just, they don't scratch the same itch as just like classic Toll House chocolate chip cookies, you know? They were like fancy with like big chips, you know, where they sort of like melt, you know? I don't these chocolate chip cookies that Mari made, they had like the perfect balance. You know what I like on a chocolate chip cookie. I want to be clear that cookies Sarah made, they were great. So we both agreed like these are very good, but they sort of didn't 
they didn't deliver the same magic. There's a there's a salt though. You got it. And salt. My man. she made some, and it was I was having some guy my guy What's friends over to watch some of your guy friends. We were watching. Uh, we were watching the Charger game. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. Uh, of course, she knew we needed to be cheered up because we were watching the Chargers play for football. her hungry guys. And then uh, <laughs> my friends texted her after. We're like, "You got any more of those cookies? You got any more of those cookies?" <laughs> Uh, it was so good, uh, but yeah, I know I, I know what your number one is, and I just don't know what your number two through five is. That you know what my number one is too. Your number one cookie. Let it's, me think if I know. It's this. an easy lock. Are we talking store bought? No, just like type of cookie, like your Snickerdoodles, your your like uh, birthday cake, your peanut okay. butter. You know, like there's so many different types. I would say my number two would be a Toll House chocolate chip cookie. Oh, so you're talking specifically a I'm, brand. I'm going specifics here because my I'm number one. Like overall, like a chocolate chip cookie is a cookie. A, a, a snickerdoodle is a cookie. You know? I could go that route too. But my number one, I think in both cases would have to be an Oreo. Whoa, I would not have get. I thought chocolate chip was I, your number one. I don't buy Oreos because I, well, we've talked about this in the past as we have about most things because we've been making things since 2015 14 um, i could eat a package of oreos in one sitting yeah you a have full you have mentioned this and not just like a tube like a fucking full, i could i could eat and i also think bank. that there is no better like taking an oreo and dipping it into like ice cold milk leaving it there for five to seven seconds yeah half the like half the not too soggy one third of the cookie is still above the milk so you get a little bit of the crunch yeah you want a little bit of the handle still i've also found that other cookies that are emulating oreos the ridge pattern on the outside does not retain milk in the same way that's like the other appeal of oreos the ridge pattern syrup on like a waffle it's yeah it's trapped in the little pockets Yes, yes 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 the the it retains milk in a very magical way that I, God, they're so good. Ugh. I'm not a big Oreo guy, honestly. I don't think they'd even make my top five. That's, uh, they'd be in mine. But I do love like an Oreo topping on like an ice cream. I never do that. Like a McFlurry. Because it just makes me want the big cookie. <laughs> get rid of this ice cream. Get, get it out bullshit. of there. Do you, and you eat like the full cookie, right? You don't like split it in half and then like. I don't, no, I don't you know, care people do And that. I also don't think. I'm not here for the double stuffs. I'm not here for the thins. I'm not here for the triple stuffs. They've cracked it. The The ratio of cookie to cream is perfect. You're big on ratio. I'm big on ratio. That's why you don't like double patty cheeseburgers either. Yeah, too much meat. Even it, but in and out that double-double. No, bad. You still prefer the single at in and out Sure. That's wild. Yeah. That's not, it's what, double-doubles what made them famous. Well, shame on them. <laughs> I will agree the Shake Shack double double is a bit much. I just like I don't like that much meat in one bite. Yeah, but then you have to have two burgers to satisfy yourself. And that's, that's a fine. lot of bread. I think that's a lot of fun. That's a lot of bread. I think it's a lot of fun to eat two burger. <laughs> <laughs> what would I I'm curious just while we're on it, like what would be on your top five cookies? Yeah, number one would probably be chocolate chip. Number two, peanut butter. Number three. Peanut butter, just pe- just peanut butter, peanut butter cookie, classic peanut butter, peanut okay, butter yeah. cookie. If I had to go specifics, Mrs. Fields makes a really good peanut butter. Good peanut cookie. butter from Mrs. Fields. Um, are, they still, are they still around? 
Oh, yes. well, yeah, I they are. Assume. Oh, thank God. Um, I haven't, I haven't <laughs> supported them in forever, but so I can't. I don't think I even deserve to say thank God. Uh, Snickerdoodle probably number three. Snickerdoodle's good. Honestly, after peanut butter, there is very diminishing returns in terms of my enjoyment of a cookie. Three through five, I actually, I, I really, anytime I have a cookie, if it's not chocolate chip, I'm not very happy. Uh, you know what I'm putting on my list after chocolate chips? So my number three spot would be Thin Mints. Okay, so now you're putting Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, I'm here. I'm still being specific about my my takes. Because then I would be picks. then I would probably have number two then be my uh the tagalongs. The peanut butter. The peanut butter ones. Those might slip in at number five, though. They're great. There's something about them that has never sat quite right with me, though they are my second favorite Girl Scout. I get cookie. what you mean. I can only have like two or three like of them, the and then I'm just like, of the chocolate. Yeah, and after the... a while, it starts to taste artificial. Yeah, uh, but, but everything about a Thin Mint works for me. A peanut especially butter, especially if you keep them in the freezer. Oh, I haven't tried that. Oh, I'm not. I'm not the biggest. The thing about the Thin Mints that I don't like is it's a little too heavy on the chocolate. I find them quite light. I find them too much because, like, I, feel I like the whole. <laughs> I I find them quite thin. <laughs> That's good because I like mint chocolate chip. It's probably one of my favorite ice cream flavors. But I don't like that. It. Used to be my favorite double D flavor. Your double what? Dippin' Dots. Mm. Oh, they got rid of the. I have not seen mint chocolate chip double D's anywhere. So you haven't gotten your eyes on double D's in a while, then. <laughs> uh, Just even when we were up in Solvang, I saw a Dippin' Dots thing, and I was like, no, no mint chocolate chip. My fa- oh god, I which to- makes me think like, what are we even doing here? Like you- the, it's, it's, it's like in and out. Everyone loves their their double yeah, stack yeah. shit. Yeah, uh, popular demand. Also, calling mint chocolate chip from the dip, Dippin' Dots lineup. It's like when are, when are we going to stop trusting popular opinion? <laughs> well, double double is popular opinion. That's what I'm saying. But the thing is, people, animals. I haven't thought about Dippin' Dots in a long time. Well, I- we're not quite there yet, you know. Why is that? That's ice cream of the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what the astronauts eat, right? Uh, I they're so fucking good. I fucking love. They're dip so nuts. fucking good. You know what's crazy about them? They're so goddamn cold. Yeah, they, they stick to your like. Skin. Well, luckily they melt right away. Yeah, but you. Could, but that initial hit where you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But you ever like put them like on like your like li- like. I don't do that. I don't do that. Stuck. You could have like a, a little dip and dot smile. The closest you can get now to mint chocolate chip is cookies and cream. I actually want to look this up to see if they've officially discontinued. The- they haven't. They're still out there. Yeah, my favorite dip and dot. Where can flavor. I find them? Uh, is there a dip and dots finder? They are usually they're at uh, Six Flags. I'm not going there. Interestingly enough, the Cool Mint Crunch Man, Ice Cream fun. flavor from Dippin' Dots uh, is a cross-promo with Oreo. Weird. I love That's Oreos. probably why you like it. Maybe. What is... What a weird brand Dippin' Dots is. That just never... Like, it didn't... It's not obscure enough to go away, but it's not popular enough to, to thrive. <laughs> so it just kind of... I mean, I think it's thriving. It's like as popular as as you know your good humor. It's just an ice cream brand that's out there in a lot of theme parks and sort of. I think it's at Knotts too. Yeah, I but... remember uh, a couple summers ago, Sarah and I were in Chicago. We were Sarah had never been to Navy Pier, so we were like, "We'll walk down Navy Pier because the views are nice." You know, it's a touristy spot, but they had some Dippin' Dots down there. Ooh, we got them. That's nice. Ice cream by the water is always fun, even if it's cold. I my favorite Dippin' Dot flavor. I would hope the ice cream's cold. Well, no, even if it's cold out. 
Uh, but Neapolitan is my favorite Dippin' Dots flavor. It's so I bet good. I could go for that. It's very good. Uh, also, when you have like when you have Dippin' Dots, there's every now and then a dot that is particularly frozen and it's kind of got like a crunch to it. Oh yeah, fucking good. Or like a mega. Sometimes you get a mega cluster. You get a mega cluster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or a huge like, dot. What happened to you? Like a little the size of this fucking dot. And I've always just... wondered. I know it. They use nitrous oxide or something there's something <laughs> liquid nitrogen there's something going on there that's uh, not good i bet I, no i'm sure it's good i just I don't think it is i've never thought about the process because how the fuck they make those well i it, they must not be cookie cut because there are every now and then you'll get up <laughs> no, they're not what do you mean cookie well cut? because every now and then, they're not like all uniform size dots yeah there's got to be some sort of like way that they do it that's not just kind of machine pressed because every now and then you'll get a dot that's fucking huge you know yeah. like yeah and it's like the king dot and i king always dot. would like that and when i would get neapolitan i get really pissed if that king dot was chocolate because chocolate's like not my favorite flavor so you're going for the vanilla or the I strawberry the strawberry i want a, i want a big strawberry dot big strawberry dot <laughs> i want a big strawberry dot <laughs> Bring me your biggest strawberry dot. That's what I want. Matt, are you looking up the process? Yeah, they're they're very forthcoming on the website. Um, oh, no liquid nitrogen. Okay, Dippin' Dots are beads of cryogenically frozen ice cream. We use high quality ice cream ingredients, the same found in regular ice cream, and flash freeze it into tiny beads. That's what I, I understand. They're flash freezing, but how they how they get the tiny? beads? I like that. I want my ice cream made the same way LeBron James preserves himself: cryo chamber. Is that what he does? He sit, he sleeps in a cryo. Did you, did you do that for BuzzFeed ever? There I went into a cryo chamber, but LeBron has a fucking like sleeping bag that like zips all the way over his head. That's like a cryo chamber and he sleeps in it. Is it cold? It's, it's a cryo chamber. <laughs> yeah. What is it? It's like, what does it involve? I don't know, but it's cold. Is it cold? <laughs> yeah. It's a cryo chamber. <laughs> that's what I'm asking. Why, why are you asking you have a cryo How cold chamber? is it? I, I don't. <laughs> it's like asking, is that fridge cold? Yeah, yeah, it's a fucking fridge, man. Well, I've never heard of a zip-up one, so I was just asking how cold it is. <laughs> is that crouching cold? Uh, I think it's pretty fucking cold. I mean, look, he's almost, he's pretty much 39 now, and he's still one of the best players in the NBA somehow playing. He's only 39 years old? Dude, it's insane. He's dunk- I would have guessed he was like 52. It feels like it because he feels eternal, but he's dunking. And doing crazy things that no 40-year-old dude should be doing. Hmm. Uh, I don't understand it. But he, he spends like a million dollars on his body every year. And part of that is sleeping in this funny sleeping bag. I love it. Uh, he has like a ridiculous around-the-clock regimen. Just like I imagine they have over at Dippin' Dots HQ. I got, maybe there's a video of them making the I would love I'm, I'm watching an episode of Unwrapped. We should make a weird, wonderful world. And they don't show it. Where we go tour a Dippin' Dots factory. Or an ice cream factory in general. We'll go Dippin' Dots hit us up. If you want to have a sponsored video of a tour of your own factory, we'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. As long as I get a card that says I get free dub- Dippin' Dots for life. I don't think they'll honor that at Six Flags. Well. You can't walk up to some <laughs> vendor at Six Flags and be like, I'll take one of those Dippin' Dots on the house. <laughs> and they'll be like, what are you talking like, about? We don't accept that. You'll pull out of your wallet a, a I don't believe I card. asked any questions. <laughs> uh, I always wonder... No, that makes sense. I was going to say, I wonder how those lifetime cards work. Stephen has Stephen Lim, yeah. Stephen Lim has a lifetime card to a place. I won't mention where it is. Actually, we can mention it. It's Boba Guys. He has lifetime Boba Guys. Yeah. And it's a platinum, like, shiny card. If you could get a lifetime card for somewhere, where would 
Oh my god, that's very tough. It's either- it's got to be movie theater, free popcorn. Oh damn, does that include tickets? Yeah, let's say yes. No, let's say it doesn't. It's just concessions at the movie theater of your choice. Oof. Maybe okay. Off the top of my head, the contenders: Chipotle. Yeah, you'd you'd get your money's worth. There. In and out. It's got to be in and out for you. It's close. You're not gonna like this next one, Jack in the Box. That would be such a waste. I know because the the tacos are so already cheap. Mari had those toe jam ain't expensive. Tacos. For the first time, yeah, she'd give me so much shit for them. Just they're like terrible, you, just like you were. Yeah, because they're awful. And she was, let me get one of these bites of these fucking tacos. Yeah. Bite it. Uh, she she bit into that taco, and she was like, "I take it all back. This is incredible. That's crazy." And she originally wanted just a bite, and she ended up eating two of those bad boys. You know what? I'm gonna have one again sometime soon. Dude, I am to... telling you, they are amazing. I think I've had them on three separate occasions, and every time I've been like, I don't get it. I, if we were to do kind of like uh, a redo of top five fast food items, Jack in the Box tacos would be my number one. I think they're better than a cheesy gordita crunch. That's insane. I, I just it's it's what my truth is now. That's crazy. I think they're really good. That's the craziest shit I ever heard in my life. But I think in, if I had probably In and Out, if if the card allowed me to have In and Out for life for free and Skip the line. It would be in and out. Oh, no, you're getting greedy. Well, just because that in and out line's at 30 minutes. It's not ordeal, enough that you get free food. It's not. <laughs> you got to get in front of everyone. It's a 30 minute line every time I go where I live, and it's crazy. It's just insane. Where's Chipotle? You're waiting, what, five They're minutes? They're rolling out the red carpet for you. Five minutes, 10 minutes tops. Yeah. Wait, that's that's reasonable. But 30 minutes is ungodly. Where would yours be? You go in concessions? That's surprising, seeing as how you would have to commit to one chain. And I know you ain't going to do AMC, because you hate AMC. I do hate AMC. It doesn't make any sense. They kept movies alive. I've, I've, uh, I've actually grown to appreciate AMC. I loved AMC when I lived in Illinois. Well, because you worked at one. I worked at one, and it was like the go-to for a lot of movies. And then when I moved out here, there was just such a bevy of beautiful theaters that i was like why would i ever go to amc out here you got arclight you got the vista a bunch of other theaters are very nice and then they all closed and i opted for amc and it's you know it's filled the void it's kept but it's also like it's not good enough no i mean no amc is going to be like you know a a boutique experience so arclight was my favorite theater in the whole wide world that's a boutique chain for the most part i know whereas like i'm a boutique boy same thing i it's not like amazing I do like AMC better than Regal. I'll tell you that. I couldn't tell you much about Regal. Cinemark, much better. Uh, or Cinemark, AMC, much better than Cinemark as well. Mm. Um, do you think, because you've told that story of you <laughs> finding those poopy pants in AMC enough times, <laughs> maybe one day someone will walk up to you and be like, that was me? I don't think so. Because they could probably put it together. Okay, Matt's showing us a video of Dippin' Dots being Oh, made. fuck yeah. I found it. Pour the mixture in. They're pouring the mixture. How do- it oh, it drips. Drip. And it's flash frozen that as it drips. Makes so, so it must much... have some kind of like little grate. Yeah, there must be some that, sort then of. How do the clusters or the giant dots happen? They're flash freezing them at the same time. Yeah, so they 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 freeze in midair. There may be a big drip, or like, maybe maybe in air, like two of them 
clap together. Clap together. Patented machine with those. Oh, this does say liquid nitro, but there's no liquid nitrogen in we it. We got two balls right, clapping right, together right. in the air. So there you it's go. It's a patented machine. Wow. And let's see that drip it one more time. <laughs> Can't okay. Be. Whoa! Well, I mean, people see. Holy that. moly! Look at those bags fill up with dots. We're watching uh, a bunch of shit, dots. dude. Wait, did you see how quickly? Ryan, did you see that? No, I didn't. Matt, go back just a little bit so Ryan can see how quickly that bag is full of with dots. That stuff. <laughs> watch it. Watch it. Shunk. Whoa. Whoa. Dude. That's so many dots. Fucking Wonka factory back here. Who is this? Insider? I would go to town Can, we put, can we put this in the podcast? We'll yeah, put, we can put, put my head in that bag. Whew, they're so cold. Do you you think- look like Arnold from uh, Magic School Bus. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would die. <laughs> They'll go into a negative 40 degree freezer. That feels cold. Wow. Mm. You can end the show whenever you want. All, All right. right. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, we hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, if you have enjoyed it, feel free to like and subscribe. Rate us five stars. If you're watching it on YouTube, subscribe to the Watcher Podcast YouTube channel. That helps us as well. Um, and uh, welcome to 2024, baby. That's right. Ringing in the new year with some nipples and Pepsi. That's right. Ryan will not be here next week. Oh, yeah, that's right. I will not be here next week. I, I'm going to be on a trip with uh, my family. So that'll be fun. It'll be and, fun. And then I'll be back. But Steven will be back. Me and Steven broing down. Shane never leaves this room. No. He sleeps here. This is where I sleep. <laughs> we just feed him dip and dance. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, we'll see you all later. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>